Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On today's episode of the Apex, the podcast, the boys talk to Optic Knot. This dude's record throughout the ALGS is insane. He's got just so many great performances, so many top top five finishes to be honest with you we talk a little bit about the justice for knock situation as well we also give our picks and predictions as the na team list was dropped for algs year three we make our picks our dark horse team and then on the other side we answer the discord question that everybody wants to know if you could make an apex legends content creator slash professional ufc card who would be on it and i think our card is I got to say, it might be the most entertaining that has ever come out. So you're going to want to pay attention to that on the other side of the interview. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, don't forget to re- leave a review on your way out. Let's get into the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Apex, the podcast. The boys are back. We're feeling good. Enoch, how's your week going so far? It's going well. Um, I'm on a uh, I'm on a bit of a degenerate schedule because uh, I'm I'm back on the grind, and it's been it's been treating me well. I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to the future. I'm hopping on around like a little bit after midnight, and then I'm cranking it basically till like around noon, and then probably like a little bit later than that depending on the day but obviously i had to go to bed early so i could wake up and so we could do this and so i'm just i'm incredibly excited about all the things that i got going on in my life and yeah fuck yeah baby that's what we're talking about finn how are you feeling you know pretty good i had a good week you actually you know what i had a i had a challenge this week and it was i had an in this is okay this might be too much information maybe not it's not that big of a deal. Just run it. Whatever. I, I had an ingrown fingernail on my middle finger, and it was miserable for like the past three days. Um, and then I went to the doctor, and we got it all sorted out. But, man, you it is crazy how sensitive our hands are, and like we just don't even know it until like something bad happens. I Yeah, but... We take it for granted, really. Dude, so much. <laughs> I know that that sounds so silly, but like... <laughs> No, I'm thinking about it right now. Technically, as a gamer, getting an ingrown fingernail is basically like tearing your ACL in the NFL. <laughs> you, you're playing injured right now, and everybody should be looking at Finn and being like, "Wow, what a hero!" Yeah, put, he is playing. Yeah, he's playing with the he's playing with the biggest injury in gaming right now. Just overcoming yeah, the adversity. I'm on the IR list wow. right now. 
Yeah. Wow. Incredible story. Yeah. I, it's basically story. my flu game. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's been my week. Wyatt, how has your week been? My week has been great. Uh, really? All I can attest my great week to is football. Football being back, baby. And hockey's right around the corner. And that's my number one. Football, close second. But we're about to get both of them at the same time. Let's go. Football is great. Uh, so that's really just my mood's been great. I've been eating awful, terrible food. I had a cheesesteak yesterday. Oh, oh, I had a cheesesteak. So good. Che- cheesesteak fries as well. I'm just a degenerate right now. I'm I'm enjoying everything. Uh, ice cold beers. Like it's the weather starting to get cold. The, the place that I live, it gets so hot here and I despise it. I absolutely despise it. So when it starts to get cold again, my mood instantly changes. And uh, that's where we're at right now. I can actually wear like, you know, like a little nice little long sleeve. So I'm feeling I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling so good. And boys, I'm feeling even better because we have so much Apex stuff to talk about. And we have an awesome interview on the show today. Knocked. Fire. What a legend. Banger. Banger what a legend. interview. I. One of my favorites has to be one of my favorites. I say that every week. Yeah, you say that every week. week <laughs> I mean, we yeah. get better. We, I mean, to be fair, like the like the guests that we've had on are just nuts, incredible, and we are just in, like it's nuts. I, I will say, I feel like our chemistry is getting better too. Right, like us right. being, you know, because like early on it was like, holy shit, I'm talking to Enoch every week, and then it's like, you know, things are. I'm finally starting to like settle in. I feel good. And uh, Wait, you felt our like chemistry that? is just fire. Well, yeah, I mean, like you're a bigger name in the scene. Uh, you know, you know, Dude, like, that's still that's that's still like high key. Like that's something that's still weird for me. Like when I'll like pop in to like different people's streams, especially like if they're smaller people, and I'll like sauce a follow or say what's up. The fact that like people think that it's like a big deal, like they freak out, and it's just like same as you, just a little bit further down. A, a certain path no man you're, you're literally like i said the first time i met you it was you are the apex tiktok elvis you are at the pinnacle of everything so uh especially on that app but even even like just watching streams going to bed watching streams you know so it was definitely a, a hill i had to get over but i feel like i'm over it i feel like our chemistry is getting good i feel like we're just we're putting out fire episodes and i couldn't be more excited and now we actually have apex stuff to talk well about. it feels like uh, just to speak on that and then we'll get into it but i feel like more so it is just it's becoming more so a conversation than just an interview and in, in like playing segments if that makes sense like there's like a lot of organic stuff just flowing out instead of it being like, okay, I have to say this or I have to say that. It's just, and I think that's in a good spot because I think you can get the most out of that and most creativity kind of flows. And so, uh, yeah. But yeah, let's, let's let's dive into season three of ALGS. Perfect, perfect. Uh, we are going to get right into that. We're going to go through all the teams. I believe there's 19 and then there's one to be announced, but we have a pretty good idea of who that team's going to be. Before we get into that and our predictions, we're going to make some picks on the show this week, which I can't wait to do. Uh, but before we get into that, we have a little bit of drama, drama alert. We got to go through and talk about here. His Watson, he, he had just tweeted out like four days before <laughs> this that uh, I'm going to go two weeks without starting any drama that didn't last. I think if there was an like if there was sport betting lines that you could put on that and it was like over under four or five days, I would have smashed the under on that. Uh, and, and that's no offense to him. It's just 
he's outspoken. He finds things that he doesn't believe in or believes in, and he goes hard for him. And I have to respect it. But he had a little bit of drama last week. He believes he is being blacklisted for the situation we talked about a few episodes ago where he was talking to an undesirable about uh, hideouts a little bit. And uh, I don't know the validity of him actually being blacklisted. It okay, may have just well, yeah, been- no, he's not. He's they like there is a blacklist like there's definitely okay. right. like there's no there's no like because like there, it, it, this isn't like uh i got shadow banned on tiktok situation right like where, where somebody like won't get as many views for a little bit and they're like oh wow they shadow banned me like but like there's no actual thing but like i'm Proof. there's a hundred percent if watson's saying that he's getting blacklisted from ea it's a hundred like i guarantee you that especially with the twitch con in san diego that's there's going to be a twitch rivals like a two hundred thousand dollar like twitch rivals tournament and i believe that he was specifically told by that tournament you are not allowed to participate because of like sanctions that ea has put on your like participation in these okay so and that it is, is legit. And, and he is not the first to have okay. to be somebody so- to have to, to be on an ea blacklist we can talk Dalton. Dalton's that other person. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> not even the first. Not even the first to come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the blacklist is legitimate, boys. I mean, how do we feel about this? Obviously, well, we know EA is kind of a big power. They have a lot of influence on on things, especially like this. What are we feeling right now? My initial thoughts, whenever I saw, like, hey, I'm being blacklisted. My thought process was. Oh shoot! Does that mean he's out of ALGS? Like, what does that look like for for uh, Furia or for so Raya? I also I have seen tweets where he has confirmed that it, he is only like he's not right. blacklisted from ALGS, but it's only from the like extra content creator attorneys, right? Because I'm pretty right. sure I'm I'm not positive, but I believe he is still able to uh, play in the oversight tournament. Right. But I believe it, it, it is more so blacklisting him from content creator specific right, like tournament. tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Where you have like a one pro ter- mm-hmm. like pro person and then like two content creators type of deal. Yeah, I that was my first thought. And then once he confirmed that, I felt a little bit better because man, that would have been cr- like they just they just were second place at, at Worlds and then you're gonna have this happen in the off season would just been a very wild, you know, Antonio Brown situation would have, would have been crazy. But mm-hmm. I just, um, I think he is kind of similar to Dalton where he's a polarizing figure. He's obviously very good at the game. And he's obviously, he's go- he is going to state his opinion no matter what. Like, I don't think he's scared to do that. And so I'm not going to say I didn't see it coming because I think we talked about it, it, it being a possibility um, mm-hmm. for some repercussions, but. Um, like you said, Enoch, I think he's going to take it on the chin and he'll just keep moving forward. I mean, yeah, this definitely isn't going to be like the end of the world for his Watson. Like he still has way too much going on for him for this to really be that big of a deal. Uh, it is unfortunate and it definitely does hamper things in certain aspects. But if there's going to be somebody who's going to be able to deal with it and overcome, Watson's going to be that guy. So I definitely don't think this is going to stop him. But I do think it is a really good learning moment for him and it started out as him standing up for an issue that he believed in and then it derailed into more about a personal beef with an ea uh 
member. And so I think this is a good learning lesson for everybody about how even when you're like going about and you are speaking for things that you believe in, you still need to make sure that you're going about it in the right way and you're not allowing emotions in the situation get in the way. Um, because I definitely think that when he was tweeting a decent amount of that and typing a decent amount of that and and doing a lot of what he was doing that led to this blacklisting, he was doing it from an emotional state that if he looking back on, he realizes that it's probably not the, not the best thing that I could have done. But he'll learn from it. He'll grow from it. And there's still a bright future ahead of his Watson's career, whether or not he is blacklisted from competing in apex content creator tournament uh tournaments moving forward and we'll see how long that lasts and if it's something that's uh, say like a year or so or if it's a you're you're done for life type deal let's move on into algs year three i can't wait we've got a lot of teams uh we got the north american teams here and we're going to make our picks some predictions on how we think this is all going to shake out some of the names obviously feature teams like 100 thieves we got cloud nine dark zero our our current champions we got furia out there g2 nrg optic just to name a few of them and then some of the other teams as well like sentinels renegades you've heard those names before team liquid torrent the tripods tsm and then to be announced that wasn't all the teams you can find all of the names on where'd you find that finn the official ea website for algs yeah so you can find all the teams there uh but boys let's get into our predictions obviously we're probably going to know a little bit more about north america than the rest uh as of right now who knows in the future we may have a little bit more time to study all the uh the other teams and all the other regions but for right now we're talking na but moving into this entire list of teams, there's going to be a few teams that stand out. There's going to be some that we are are in an, a different tier. They're in an upper echelon on their own. They are, you know, like, I guess, separated from the pack in a good way. Uh, they're going to be very good. Let's get some initial thoughts from both of you on who are some of the who some of those teams are going to be heading into year three. Right. So I I think. If you look at NA as a whole, I think we have a pretty solid challenger side. I think we have a pretty, pretty solid pro league. Like the teams that are the top 20 teams that are being invited are are pretty legitimate. I think um, they all have pretty solid IGLs. But I do believe like what Wyatt said, there is an upper echelon, like an S plus. So I would I would put Dark Zero in that coming from Australia. Shout out. Shout out the Aussies. And then I would say TSM is probably up in the S, you know, upper echelon. Team Liquid for sure. And then I would say Space Station, um, just like when it comes to consistency, so so good. And then you got to throw Optic Gaming in there. Obviously, we just had knocked on, but that would have been in there anyway. Like you heard, without a doubt. Yeah, you'll hear about his recent placings. It's just crazy. And then probably I would say the team to beat right now, which is NRG. And so yeah, I'd say that I those are the say, upper It was a good line. thing that you said the team to beat right now, because the fact that you were listening him last on your top, on right. your top six, I was like, just the disrespect. Cause I mean, they are like, at least early right now in a, they are showing just like, it, they're looking like optic did when when they were putting up 123 points in an ALGS. I mean, we haven't seen them play in a tournament of that magnitude yet and have and have given like they haven't had the opportunity to show up to a stage like that and pop off, but it seems that every chance that they get, 
they are showing you that they are the best team and that regardless of the position that they find themselves in, they're like, I was, I, I pulled up for one of the oversight games and just, of course, it was one that they won. And it was just sweet at all times is able to maintain such a calm, cool, collected composure because he just, like, he just knows that he's playing with just two of the best, like, the confidence that you can have as an IGL when the two people that you're leading around are Nathan and then Guild is just insane. And I'm just so excited to continue to watch this team. And I cannot wait for them to have a large meaning, like more meaningful tournament to really just show everybody what, what they're about now with the, uh, the new energized NRG. And, and that's not to say that all these other teams aren't, like, good. Like, mm -hmm. all these teams have, like, potential to win the game. Like, Oh, the, the top like, six teams that you listed are absolutely insane. And they're all, like, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them win the next won. ALGS. Yeah. It just, it would be criminal to not talk about what NRG has done since they picked it. Like, they picked up Guild, and it seems like they can't lose. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm going to go a little bit opposite of you guys in the way of the teams that are going to be the best, the best of the best. I kind of want to give like a cool perspective for people who are maybe first trying to get into, you know, uh, competitive Apex and, and sit down and watch. I think there's a lot of storylines out there that are going to be really interesting that we can take a look at. I think the top three teams you're going to be want to look, want to be watching 100% the tripods. You've got Nick Merckx, who finally has like a guy who you can say in gent is like a legitimate first caliber first string S tier player. How is he going to do with that? You know, like that could re and a lot of people love Nick Merckx. A lot of gamers or like people coming up in the scene started with Nick Merckx. That's a storyline that you're going to want to be paying attention to. You know, watching that team is going to be interesting, whether they do good or bad. You're going to see both sides of it, I'm sure, throughout the entire process because it's a marathon, it's not a race. And then I think you got to be looking at G2 Imperia because more Twitter stuff is going down every single day. There's always the contests every single, like every day with those two teams is a battle, whether it's on the field or it's through the Bluebird app. So you're going to want to watch those two teams for sure. I think those are some storylines that you really need to be paying attention to. And then also team ass, because we all love ass. I mean, ass is one of those teams where, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those teams where you just want to pay attention to it. You want to be keeping a close eye on ass. So Keep a close eye on ass. Watch them from afar. Watch them close. It doesn't matter, whichever. Just make sure you're watching ass because I think they're going to make an impact uh, in the scene. Um, boys, what do you say we head on down to our picks? Move on down to who we think is going to win this bad boy. Uh, what I feel like we should do like a pick. Obviously, who's going to win, who we think is going to win. And then maybe like your underrated dark pick. horse. Yeah, dark horse underrated pick. Yeah. You're so sleeper. my, I think I'm going to go with my top team. I think I'm, I'm going to have to go with NRG. I just think with how calm, cool, and collected that Sweet has shown that he will be and can remain in, I think he's going to be a leader who's going to be able to take his two teammates who are just some of like just the best in the world. And I think they're going to be able to really make a strong and, and, and a powerful impact on this uh, on this ALGS. 
<laughs> for my team that I think is going to be a dark horse and I think a team that I think could pop off and that has potential that I think people are sleeping on, in my opinion, is E8. And that's because you, like, as a team, the, like, last season, they got to land basically with only one player grinding. Like, Press, for the most part, was playing the game just substantially more than either of his teammates combined. And from what I've seen so far, even on KC, those boys are hopping on. They're putting in the time. They're grinding ranked. And they're, like, building that team chemistry, building those fights, getting more comfortable. And I think that if they could if they could get to LAN without playing the game, imagine how good they're going to be when they're consistently logging in, like, eight-hour days, gaming with each other, working together, and getting better. And they have a... They also are a team that has a coach, so they have that going for them. And so I, I'm going to go with E8 as my as my sleeper pick. Finn, what are your thoughts? I do legit probably think NRG is probably going to win just because of their form right now. It's easy to say that right now, but I think I'm actually going to go with Space Station. We haven't talked them. We haven't talked a lot about them on our podcast, and that's on us. Like just because. They're not the most like flashy team. Like they're they're not. They're just like they're just like consistently good team. You know what I'm saying? And so I think if I'm going to say like a winner, I think I'm just gonna choose Space Station. I think they've just been super consistent. And I I think Frex is awesome. I think that their team overall chemistry wise is is pretty solid and they're like overall are really, really good. My dark horse Maybe this is out of the blue. Maybe it's not. I, I, man, oh, dude, I'm in between Renegades <clears throat> and the team that I'm going to officially choose, and that is going to be Luminosity. The full Mexican squad is gnarly good. They're, like, they're just so, they're so good. They're nasty. Um, so that's my Dark Horse team, is I think Luminosity could make like a, a crazy run in the Pro League. But I think Renegades was a close, a close second, actually, I think. So, but. Yeah, I, I'll, I'm going to stick to the Luminosity pick. Then I'll go ahead with my pick, starting off with the team that I think is going to win it all. I actually really believe in Optic Gaming. Noct, Skittles, Dupes, those guys are insane. And like looking at looking through Noct's like history, I know it's kind of recent because we just talked to him on this episode, but going through his history, this guy is just a winner. Everywhere he goes, he does good. The, the lowest placement we saw was 16th, and that was recent. I will say that. It was recent. It's a different meta, though. And then his lowest placement after that was 4th. Like, this te- this guy is always close. He arguably should have won the first split. Um, I, I really believe in what Optic has going. I, for my personal, like, watching pleasure, you know, I would love to see Stay Naughty win because I love talking to him last week. But, you know, I, I really think Optic... I think Optic's going to take it. They're a really, really solid team. And Finn, as my dark horse, I was pissed you almost took mine, but I'm glad you didn't. I'm going with Renegades. I love the storyline of we were going to get rid of a guy. It didn't go through. There was a lot of drama. But right after that, what'd they do? They hopped back in the saddle. They played. And they did really good. They were a very solid team. And so I think going through this, I think Madness has definitely a lot of like, fuel to the fire where he can hop in there and be like, you know what? 
I've been taking a lot of shit because he has. He's been taking a lot of random shots in the Apex community, and I think he bounces back, and he's going to be like, all right, let's do this. Let's run this back. I think I could definitely see Renegades coming out of nowhere, surprising some people, and uh, what a great story that would be. That would be such an awesome story, especially with Luda joining as well. They're both kind of have they, – they have that chip on their shoulder, and I want to see what they can do. So I think Renegades is going to be my dark horse. Boys, real quick, I, think- I, I want to say this. This will be my last closing thought about the pro league specifically. They did change it from 40 teams to now 20 teams invited. And then now they're, I believe they're going to have 10 teams in like through the challenger circuit, be able to join the pro league through the first little tournament. I will say this. It feels going into season three. This is the most competitive it has ever been when it comes to talent wise on these teams. Like, there was like when there's 40 teams, like the bottom, you know, 10, 15, kind of, you could maybe almost say argue 20, like just weren't in the same talent pool. But if you look at these teams, I, I don't see a team where you're like, okay, they just don't have enough talent to even compete. Like it, it's just, and it's a good thing. I think that makes the esports so much better because there is going to be some awesome storylines, like what Wyatt said. But I think this is the most competitive. We have seen ALGS, and I'm just, I'm ready to go, dude. Like, can it just start right now, or like, I mean, I know it starts the next month, but okay, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm stoked. Exactly, and that's kind of why I feel like it's one of those things where when you look at teams in the past and their performances in the past, I feel like you can't fully, you can't fully look at those and be like, oh, they're going to be that team again, because when you condense the pool of solid players all the little things that they were able to get away with before are now magnified by a billion. And that's why I think some of these teams, you know, it's going to be tougher sledding maybe at first and we'll see who has the mindset to get through it and be like, all right, we can figure this out. All right, boys and girls, we are going to head into our interview with knocked. What a legend that one of the fastest, like free flowing interviews we've had. It was uh, really awesome to talk to him. He was a great guy. We're going to hit a quick ad. And on the other side, we're going to talk to Optic Knocked. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Here we are with Optic Knocked. Hashtag justice for Knocked. Knocked, welcome to the show. Appreciate you taking some time out of your week to join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Just chilling. How are you guys? So I feel like we have to start off this interview with kind of a what is becoming a staple question for most of our interviews 
which is how did you get your name and is there any cool stories behind how you got the name knocked Dude, there is there's no cool story behind it i guess that all the time i honestly don't remember how i came up with it i just thought like i remember i was playing fortnite at the time and i just thought it was really i thought it was clever but now i want to change it but it's like too late now what would you change it to if you had like an option? I have no clue. Like whenever, like I was, <laughs> I whenever I was growing up playing like Xbox, I used to change my name like every week, man. Like I used to be getting the Microsoft cards. Yeah, that's right. Sixteen hundred, sixteen hundred Microsoft yeah. points just to change yep. your name. Side note: Did I used to like get a dictionary and like get random words and try and make those my gamer tag? Did you do yeah, the same I thing try, too? I tried that for okay. sure a few times. <laughs> That was that was like the best part of any downtime at school or in class where you just didn't want to pay attention was just lit, like going through your mind and trying to find the coolest words to make the sickest gamer tag yep. of all time. And then you try to you buy the Microsoft points and then you try to get the name and then it's like no this is already taken. It's always and then you're like all right well that X X at the beginning and the end and then you're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Noct, I kind of wanted to go back into the early days, uh, kind of. I think so many people have like a, a humble beginning to gaming and obviously you've made it to the other side. It's become your career, but how did this all start for you? Let's start off with just how you got into gaming as a hobby and then kind of transition it over into how you got into Apex and how you've become, you know, one of the greatest players who's ever picked up the sticks. Yeah. So, uh, I started gaming like the earliest game I can think of playing was like call of duty four. I was like eight years old and I was like only allowed to play the campaign. So uh, yeah, I just used to play a campaign over and over. And then, uh, yeah, I just pretty much grew up playing Call of Duty. Like that was like the only game I played for a long time. Um, and then obviously Fortnite, when that came out, that was huge. And I was playing Fortnite with like all my friends from like high school and stuff. And uh, yeah, eventually Apex, I remember Apex came out. And like the first week, like nobody was on Fortnite, nobody was on any other game. So I was like, all right, screw it. Like, I'll try it out. Like, so I hopped on Apex and I just, I don't know. I just love the game. And then like, eventually I kept playing it and I was grinding Apex and then everyone went back to Fortnite and kind of left me. And I was like, just the only one playing Apex. And uh, that's when I started streaming it. Eventually I just kept streaming on Xbox and uh, I gained like a little bit of viewers. I started playing with like other like top players. Panders is one. I played with him really early on in Xbox days. Uh, Tolis, he's still an Xbox streamer. And uh, yeah, we all pretty much just came up just streaming on Xbox and pubbing. There was a while there where Apex kind of felt like it was dying. I think it was like around seasons four through like mm -hmm. six or seven. It really didn't feel like the game was going to continue. Did that thought ever enter your mind where you're like maybe I should hop off or was it always just, I just love this game. I'm going to keep playing it no matter what. Dude, I always like, I always had as much faith in apex, like as I did like myself, like blowing up, like I, I just kind of like believed in the game. Cause it was just so fun to me. Like you said, season four, season four is when I switched. Uh, well, I switched like the end of season three to PC, but like season four is when I hit number one on pc and that's when i kind of like gained all my viewers and actually like kind of made it a career and everyone started leaving for like valorant and warzone came out at that time so yeah you're 100 right like the game was like kind of dying a lot of especially a lot of the mnk players were leaving and uh but i don't know like i just believed in the game like it was just so fun to me i just thought it had a lot of potential i i, I always think it's interesting the transfer over from console to pc 
for me, it was tough. I mean, I'm, it may be the same for you, but I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts. But it was tough because I had, I don't know, I had probably like 40,000 kills on Wraith at that point and was moving over and I wasn't going to be able to keep those. Were you like disappointed that you couldn't keep any of your skins or like your kills and all that Dude, stuff? All, all I wanted was Flashpoint Wraith, man. That's all, that's all I wanted. But like for me, it was more so like, I was starting to like get like a good amount of viewers like on my streams like 40 to like 60 viewers that was huge for me back then like and I switched to PC and I had like 10 viewers again like it was kind of it made me just like have to grind even harder again when uh I felt like I kind of already did that on Xbox So you switch over from console at the end of season 3 and then season 4 was when you made your push for number 1 pred so at what point did you realize that achieving number one was something that was it was something that you were capable of uh i mean i knew i was capable of it It was just about like finding teammates like i just know life the game like i was just on 24 7 so like i could always find find teammates um but like it was like split one of season four is when i started to uh start to like kind of get some recognition so i kind of knew some people but it was pretty much like whenever I was grinding for number one, like I just play with anybody, anybody who was on, I was playing, just trying to gain RP. We uh, we've we've had a few guys come on here and talk about no lifing, trying to get that number one, including Finn. When you know life a game, there's a certain amount of disgustingness that enters your life. For instance, Finn <laughs> always talks about how he basically only ate Taco Bell for like months and <laughs> would barely sleep. Yeah, I had like one meal. <laughs> had one meal a day. Uh, he had a meal that was his. Was there anything that stands out when you think back to no lifing the game? You'd be like, damn, I was disgusting. Oh, man. I mean, there's not like one thing. Like, I wasn't eating Taco Bell, like, for every meal or anything like that. But that is so good to hear. That is awesome for you. I'm glad. I, I am glad for I you. I just remember, like, the lack <laughs> of sleep I was getting was, like, insane. Like, I mean, I was really pulling, like... 24 hour stream sleeping for four hours pulling a 30 hour sleeping for four hours like pulling a 20 hour just back to back to back like i was but the thing was is like it wasn't even hard for me to like get up like i don't know like because my stream was blowing up so much the passion was just flowing i mean i was just getting up pulling a 30 hour like it was nothing were you getting any concerned calls from the family was there was there anything going down with the family over there uh i mean i mean i was living with my parents so like my mom would be like yo have you like slept yet because i just like they get up in the morning and i just be like going to grab a snack or something like yeah i'm 18 hours in right now that kind of leads into my next question that i love to ask and it's always how does the family take it when you kind of are getting into the mode where you're saying to yourself i'm gonna try to do this full time whether it's streaming whether it's being competitive whatever it may be gaming full-time is always i feel like a scary thought for parents and uh was there any conversation that you had to have with your family or were they for the most part cool about it i mean well i was still in high school when i was like streaming um on xbox like i was still in high school so like i had just gotten out of high school i switched to pc and like they talked to me they were like you know you need to get a job or you need to go to college like you got to do something you know and uh i was i would just tell them like just like give me like a little bit of time and i could make this like like i make money off this like they gave me time but like they didn't really like believe i was gonna like be where i'm at now you know so but i mean they always supported it like they gave me time like i made it happen and yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool to see because like i mean they were at the the championship land they got optic jerseys like it's pretty cool that they uh because i know like not everyone supports 
not everyone's parents are like fully supportive of them. So it's nice to know that mine are. You, you mentioned Optic and that has kind of been a storied org for a, quite a bit of time, ever since I think I was a kid. One of the first orgs that I, you know, fell in love with, of course, with esports. And so how did how does it feel to be on such like a prestigious org like like Optic and like to represent them? I mean, it's it's crazy. Like I said, like I grew up playing Call of Duty. I mean, I was your typical twelve year old Optic fanboy, like watching all the scum videos, Nate Shaw videos. So it's pretty insane to like say that I'm on Optic and uh I mean, they've been great to us. Like, I would say that's like the biggest part is that, I mean, it's everything I thought it was. Like, Optic is a great org. They've treated us well. And yeah, I mean, like I when I joined like Cloud9, I was, re- I was really excited to join Cloud9 because it's like a huge org. But like, I didn't really like, it didn't feel the same as like when I joined Optic. Like, joining Optic was like a dream come true. Like, literally, like. So, yeah, it was insane. You look at all these different orgs and so many more are popping up now. They're starting to get more solidified out there in the scene and people are starting to get more like uh, they're start, the, the logos are starting to be more recognizable to other people who may not have been in the scene for that long. But you talk about optic. It's like the New York Yankees mm-hmm. of sport of esports. It's literally like that putting on that uniform, putting on, you know, the green wall, the OG on your chest. It's got to feel different when they first approached you how surreal was that yeah like when our um because like we're signed to an agency when they when they came to us and said like oh like might have like optic is interested you know like it was pretty crazy because like in my head like i wanted to do what was best for the team and obviously you know we gotta get the best deal but like for me i was like shit bro i'll play for free to be honest like get us on optic (laughs) (laughs) that's That's awesome That's awesome. Getting into more the more competitive stuff now that we've talked about Optic a little bit. I'm looking over here at the Liquipedia, and it's insane. I'm seeing only first, second, thirds. I see one fourth and one sixteenth, and that's it. I mean, it's I, I've we've talked to a lot of guys here. I haven't seen that many first, second, thirds. You have been at the top of your game for a very long time. No matter what team you're on, no matter what tournament you're in, you're always seemingly on top. I don't even know how to ask this question, but like, how does somebody maintain that high a level of play for so long? Is there something that you're doing? Is there some sort of training regimen that you're getting into? Is there some sort of comms that you say? Because I mean, it's literally (laughs) first, first, second, third, third, first, first, fourth, 16th, first. That's how the list goes. That's that's an insane run. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've definitely been had some good teammates like that's for sure. Some good IGLs. I think, like, one thing is, like, I've never really taken a break from, like, the game. Like, you know, like, I might play a little less some weeks, but for the most part, like, I'm always, whether I'm streaming or or not streaming, like, taking a break from stream, I'm still playing Apex, like, in the firing range. I watch every tournament, pretty much. I watch different point of views from teams. And, yeah, like I said, I mean, I've had some pretty pretty good teammates with uh, Naughty and Zach and uh, Skittles and Dupe. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that, too. Well, I'd say th- three out of those four players are like top IGLs in the games, in the game, and then you have Naughty, who's one of the best fraggers. So, yeah, I mean, just like uh, playing with those teammates, it's it's pretty hard not to do that do that well. So, a lot of people, obviously, there was like a large influx of people who now know who you are as Optic Knocked. But for everybody, for like for those people, can you give like a short summary or like background of your experience? 
in comp because we know that you you switched over to PC season, around season three, season four, grinded a number one pred. But then how did you make that transition from being a ranked grinder to one of the best comp players in the scene? Yeah, so when I first switched over, it's funny that me and uh, Panders, like I said, we used to play on Xbox. When I first switched over, he was already on PC and uh, we just basically like duoed up and we were looking for like a third. And like we were just talking about this the other day because we were pubbing. Like we were reaching out to like pros and like we were trying to get anybody as a third. And you think about like me and Panders now, like where we are. I mean, he just had like a dominant <laughs> champs. I've had a pretty good run the past like year, year and a half. And we could not like find a third, to be honest. Like nobody would want to play with us because we just weren't known at all. And uh, eventually we played with Inhuman. And that was like the first um, tournament I ever played on PC was the original ALGS for like the Texas land that ended up getting canceled. And so, yeah, we played that. We did, like, decent, but that was, like, the first tournament I remember playing. And then uh, eventually, like, I teamed up with Zach and Noko. That was, like, my first, like, I guess you could say serious team. We weren't really that good, but we did decent. I feel like we outperformed, like, how bad we actually were. Because <laughs> I had, like, no, I didn't really have much experience. Zach wasn't that great of an IGL back then. Like, we weren't that good of a team, you know. But uh, yeah, so I played with them. Then I played with Tekken Bowser. That was my next team after that. Again, I feel like we kind of like overperformed like what we actually were. And eventually that team broke up. And then I teamed with Zach and Naughty, which ended up becoming the Cloud9 team. That was like my first like top comp team because uh, yeah, we had a good run. We won our second ALGS ever. We had the champs run where we had 20 more points than the team that won. We got second place in that. And that that basically got me onto the team I'm on now because of how good I I played and we played in that tournament. It kind of proves like I got to prove to everyone that like I am like that good. Speaking of the uh, that champs run where you guys had 20 more points than than just anybody else, it seemed like you guys were just dominant, and it really looked like for most of that tournament you guys were going to come out on top. And there was a few key fights, and this was still at a time where you could see who was still alive and who was dying and stuff. So it was kind of it was a little tough because now in the second year, you know, that's not available. So it was a little tougher for you guys. But there was a few key fights: one on the dome hill, and then one on the train tracks. Those fights must have been so nerve wracking. Can you walk us through just a little bit of like your your feelings and like emotions during those those two huge fights? Uh, yeah, I, I remember them like pretty vividly just cause like, like when, when it's a moment like that, you, you're pretty locked in. So, but I mean, as far as like nerves, to be honest, like you don't really have time to be nervous in those moments. Like things just happen so fast. Like once you're in game, especially like an end game like that, you're just kind of flowing. And I mean, we were playing so well, like I wasn't afraid to fight anybody. Like we, we could not lose a fight. It felt like, but the train tracks one, um, that one, that one was crazy. I know. I remember, like you said, there was no anonymous mode. So we, uh, we swung around the rock. We were in the spot the whole time. We swung around the rock. We wiped TSM. At the time, they were the only other team on match point. So it was like a top four scenario after that. And two, the two teams on the left of the tracks were fighting. And Zach called for us to push the right. And we did that. We got a free knock on this team. The other two teams had just finished fighting. We left that team that we got one knock on, padded across to the tracks, 
But the problem was that that team, the team that was fighting was all three up. They hadn't, nobody had gotten knocked and they were already a reset onto the track. So we landed on the tracks with no Gibby Dome. And we were just sitting there, just like running around in circles around this pole on the train tracks, trying to stay alive, waiting for our dome to pop up. We finally got the dome and we bubbled. We wiped that team. And then I think Zach went for an armor swap because he was pretty low. And the team that, um, we had one knocked on previously, had a reset, obviously, and came and knocked Zach. And yeah, kind of fell apart from there. But that one was pretty crazy. Like, I feel like, I feel like no anonymous mode and we win that, like, yeah, that we would end it right there. Like, Zach, I can't really blame, like, it was such an aggressive, like, crazy call that probably wasn't needed. But I can't really blame him because he was trying to, like, he wasn't trying to put put our tournament in someone else's hands. Like he was trying to like take the initiative and like we're just gonna go wipe every team like that's left. And uh, so yeah, but if no anonymous mode, I don't think that we pad across to the tracks because nobody would have known that we were the team right there. And then the next one, the Dome Hill one, that one was also insane because we were literally fighting the entire game. Like we were, there was no Valkyrie back then. Well, there was Valkyrie, but we weren't playing it. So we couldn't just Valkyrie up the hill. Like We literally had to fight our way up from the bottom of the Lava City Hill all the way up to the rock where we ended up at. And uh, yeah, we uh, we got to the rock. It was a top three scenario. It was Sentinels was across from us and TSM like at the middle, like bottom of the hill. And pretty much like I remember Zach peeking over at TSM and getting beamed. And I used my dome to try to like save him. And uh, that's where it kind of went wrong is like, we didn't have any dome. And then we pretty much just ran up the Sentinels and just just died. Like we didn't really have a chance. They were just swinging at us. TSM was running up the hill. And yeah, it fell apart. That one uh, kind of fell apart like that. But it's actually insane that TSM ended up losing the fight to Sentinels after they were thirding us. Like that was a insane moment in that tournament. So you mentioned that being an insane moment. What would you say has been your favorite moment throughout your not not even just comp experience but just apex experience as a whole what stands out as that one moment that's above all the others the first i would say the first one that comes to mind is the 123 points um first week of ALGS last season with uh dupe and skittles i mean that was pretty insane i don't think anybody will ever do that again winning four games in a row dropping 123 points we all three had we were top three in kills I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that. You get into that mode where it's kind of snowballing. Like, everything that you were doing was, like, just right. Like, the places you were at, the calls that were being made, like, everything just, like, flowed. That has to be such an amazing feeling as a competitor. And I'm sure in IGL, too. But as you being, like, the fragger slash support, that's got to be awesome to be, like, whoever's making the call like we're it's working yeah i mean in the four games in a row that we won i just remember that we only got knocked one time and that was me getting picked off a rooftop it wasn't even in a fight i just i just got picked like randomly by like a scout or something and that was the only time that any of us got knocked in four four straight games so what do you think about your team of you duplex and skittle cakes allows you guys to have such a dominant impact on the game uh i think it's like more so like we're just all about winning there's no selfishness we don't care who has the most kills who has the most damage you know like obviously between us you know it's like bragging rights but i mean at the end of the day we just want to win and uh that's what's most important to us and i think 
I definitely think there's some teams out there where they have some players that would rather be number one in kills and fifth place in the tournament than number one in uh, the tournament and fifth place in kills like type of thing. And uh, I just don't think that's us. We we want to win and we're willing to put the work in to do it. What exactly is that work like for you guys? Because I've heard stories of numerous days spent going through custom lobbies, just going through circles. <laughs> And so can you get into a little bit of that sort of preparation that you guys do for tourneys that really set you guys apart from everybody else? Uh, yeah, I mean, the custom lobbies is definitely one, just like running zones and seeing what spots you could play, how it's going to play out type of thing. For for me, like being the frag and on controller, I firing range a lot, like off stream, not just to warm up, but just to practice. And then obviously like VOD reviewing, watching your gameplay seeing what you can do better but also watching other teams and kind of picking up on what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong type of thing so uh yeah i'd say those are like the main things so i think you have the best flatline shot on controller that's at least my vote i think every time that i see you with a flatline your shot looks like an mnk player and i think that that's pretty insane to be honest so with the i <laughs> i feel like i have to ask this question how do you feel about the flatline iron sight change that just got got implemented this week yeah i mean some people are pretending like they're just ending apex like it's all over for us and we're gonna have to find real jobs like i don't it's not that big of a deal for me i'd I'd even use the pay to win like i've always had it but for a while like i think even at like the sweden land i wasn't even using like the pay to win skin i was just using like the regular default midnight so i mean it's nice to have the iron sights but it's not that big it's not that big of a deal the flatline shot will still be the same Hopefully, maybe I might just be washed now. I kind of wanted to go back a little bit to uh, Cloud Nine and just that like crazy run you guys had. I kind of had the same question to his Watson about this because Furia had that crazy run, but they end up getting second. They don't end up winning. Uh, they can't get it done in the final match. You guys kind of had something similar, but the question kind of goes along the lines of like everybody kind of looks at that tournament and goes, "Yeah, this team won," but I mean Cloud Nine they were 20 points ahead. They, they're basically, you guys are basically considered among all the people who really pay attention and watch ALGS as like the winners of that tournament. Although you weren't the actual winners of that tournament. Did that feel like, obviously the sting of losing probably hurt a lot in that moment. But afterwards, when you started seeing all the support and people being like, nah, I mean, cloud nine was dominating that they were taking every fight, winning every fight. They weren't going down. Like, did that help? Did that help relieve some of the, uh, the sting of that loss a little bit? I would say not, like not not really to be honest like as a competitor like there's nothing there's no better feeling than winning like it's just it's such a great feeling and coming up like sure I, w- I would say it honestly like hurt more just knowing like how many chances we had to win when you have that many chances to win and you can't pull through it kind of hurts more but at the same time like eventually you get over it you take the positives from it like we were really freaking good we won like all of our fights and uh i mean yeah like the anonymous mode the meta back then with octane like it was hard to close out games like it was really hard to close out games back then and so like just getting i think we our run was like like we had like four games in a row where we got like fourth place third place or first place second place and third place so we placed top four four games in a row and like that meta is pretty insane and to pick up like all the kills that we were along with it but at the time, though, I remember, like, being, like, super sad. Like, damn, like, we, like, had so many chances and just couldn't pull through. Uh, moving forward into more Cloud9 stuff, 
obviously you guys had a great run, but things didn't end the greatest. <laughs> uh, we had, like I said, at the beginning of the interview, we had the justice for Knox situation. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week, but to get it from your perspective, like how did that whole situation play out? How wild was it? Uh, and just kind of go through your feelings during that time. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, <clears throat> it was kind of weird because like I saw it coming and then just like things that were said, like before champs and stuff, like I saw it coming, but then we played champs and we were so good that like, I kind of just like forgot about it. Like, Oh, I'm good. I like, I'm good now. And then like PVP, like, like DM me and he was like, yo, like, can you hop on a call? And I knew like, I knew what it was and it was kind of, it kind of sucks. But after that, I mean, I was pretty down about it for sure. Like, especially like coming off, like how well we did at champs. I really thought that we were about to be like a top team for like the next year, you know, like just the momentum that we had picked up, how much better we had gotten throughout. Cause we had only played together like, two maybe three months like it's not like we were a team for a year and this was our first you know accomplishment we had only been together for a few months so we were kind of building up to this point and then we had our like dominant tournament and i thought we were going to go like a crazy run so to get dropped after that like sucked pretty bad but yeah i, mean, I kind of got over it after a few days and just moved on and tried to put together the best team i could after that Seem like you're uh, you're in a pretty solid spot now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I had the bench warmers team before I joined, like Skittles and Duke. ESA. Um, yeah, was were you technically in ESA? Or no, I was. I was still in Cloud on Cloud Nine. ESA team. Gotcha. Okay, but you had just taken the spot for Verholz or Evan, right? Mm -hmm. And then whenever he switched over to TSM, then you were on that bench warmers team, and then switched. Then ESA. Well, I, okay, so after Cloud9, I formed Benchwarmers, and I thought we, I honestly thought we were going to be good, but, like, the, like, play styles just didn't, like, how we viewed the game just didn't really, like, it didn't really mesh well, and so we ended up doing pretty bad in Pro League, and, like, halfway through, we split up. I joined Torrent for one tournament, and uh, we placed fourth in that tournament, and then pretty much after that tournament is when Dupe had hit me up and been, like, Verholz is leaving like we want to we want to see if you're interested and I mean like I felt bad for leaving Torrent to be honest because of like the Cloud9 situation there was like a part of me that was like damn I'm kind of just like leaving these guys now but uh yeah I mean it was it was kind of hard to not to not to turn down the or to turn down the ESA offer and, and kind of going back to the justice for knock thing, obviously, whenever Twitter gets a hold of anything, it all it becomes a way bigger deal than maybe it ever was. Uh, but was it was it kind of cool to have like support from people, even if it was just kind of a meme for a little bit? Was it like cool to be like, or, or in your head where you're just like, this is kind of how gaming is. This is what happens. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I just thought it was funny, like the justice for I mean, it's still around today. I mean, I'm on Optic, one of the best teams like in the past year, and people are still saying justice for knocked. Like, I, I feel like it's just never going to end. Like, they're just constantly wanting justice for me. So, but uh, yeah, it was do you think funny. that justice has been served at this point? I mean, yeah. I mean, how can it not be? I'm on Optic. That's true. You heard That's it here first. True. Justice has been served. <laughs> Going back to what you were talking about before with the Octane meta during that first split in ALGS, the first champs, and you said it was like a very hard meta to close out the game because, you know, Octane, he just made things so much more difficult. Do you think there that might have been one of the hardest metas that has ever been in like that high level of competitive? Or do you think like recently with Valk, things have kind of gotten more difficult? Like, 
it, it kind of, when you said that, it kind of reminded me of like the Michael Jordan, LeBron debate where it's like Michael Jordan's the best. Uh, and then people who like, you know, LeBron say, no, LeBron's the best. That era was just a bunch of plumbers is <laughs> like in your mind. Is there like that octane meadow was just like way different, way harder or, or, uh, or is this one, this more recent one, a lot more difficult for the pros out there? Yeah. I mean, I would say my opinion is pretty valid on this because I, I like, I've won in both metas. So, but I would say like Val Cossack Gibby, like as much as people hated it, it was pretty easy to be consistent. Now, like with that being said, I did play with Skittles and Dupe who were like the masters of that meta. If I had other teammates, maybe it wouldn't, I wouldn't be saying that, but I feel like it was pretty easy to be consistent when everyone was running the same comp. Like it was pretty much just whoever was the best and whoever had like the cleanest Valkults. Whereas in Octane meta, like, I mean, if you fought and like anybody and you, one of you got knocked and there was any team nearby, they're just padding onto you and it's over. Like you just get third partied instantly. And then there was, like I said, there was no Valk for a while to just Valk called into a God spot. Like you had to literally just fight your way in and basically just pad around the map um fighting and third partying teams so i would say it was a lot harder like octane meta was a lot harder and uh yeah your team fighting had to be on point because like i said you can't even get knocked in that meta or else it's just over for you i would say the hardest meta though to be honest is this cr1 right now like with everyone having wall hacks the fights are infinitely harder like it you can't wide swing out i mean they just know where you are the whole time you take 150 damage you go to pop a bat, they queue you, and they're jumping on you. Like it's the fight's just kind of done. So I would say the meta right now is pretty difficult. This is definitely one of the harder ones, if not the hardest that I've ever played. You've had success at so many different metas. Is there one that stands out to you as like your favorite? Octane for sure. It was it was like so fun just just doing 150 damage, throwing down the pad, and just bubbling up on a whole squad. Like it was that was a, that was a really fun meta. Now, when you're talking about metas, for a long time, it was just kind of whatever TSM was doing. Like, <laughs> to be honest, it uh -huh. was like just whatever TSM was doing. And then and then with now, you know, with Seer and his Watson using, uh, you know, Seer starting that up. How how do you adjust to these metas? Like, what is what is it that makes you so like consistent? Because you've obviously done well in all of these different tournaments with different metas. Like, what makes you and your team stand out whenever you're having to try something new as far as the val caustic uh gibby meta i mean i got pretty lucky like i joined dupe and skittles they pretty much had it figured out i obviously like learned a lot like there was still more to learn after i joined them and i helped with that but for the most part i mean they were the best at that meta like before i joined the octane meta i was like a little more hands-on like with like our rotates and stuff which was like the biggest part about that meta it's having clean rotates especially for an edge team um, knowing where you can fight at and then i'd say for like this here meta like this has been the hardest one to adjust to for sure like especially how suddenly it happened i mean we've been like we've been getting flamed for doing bad lately and everyone's saying optics washed and all this um but i mean we just like haven't we're getting better at the meta for sure but we just haven't adjusted it as quickly as other teams have and uh i mean it's just gonna take time but this is definitely one of the harder ones that i've played um just having like no gibby the valkner uh, the valkner is like i feel like a lot of people are overlooking that like it, it was pretty bad like at champs whenever you can't spin and you're just floating straight up in the air and stuff like you just get beamed out the air so valk really isn't as good there's no just like ripping a valko in three teams faces and spinning and praying like you're just dead if you do that so it's been pretty hard to adjust like the no spin valk 
the no Gibby now, the infinite wall hacks. But, uh, I mean, you just kind of watch, like, other teams that are good at it and just pick what you can from them, you know? So you mentioned a little bit during that question the online hate that you can get sometimes and, like, people flaming you being, like, optics washed, they're not doing well. Is there any way that you specifically try to handle stuff like that? Because we've talked with other people before, especially, you know, guys who are on smaller organizations moving to bigger organizations and having to deal with replacing like a big part. Like we talked to Verholst about joining TSM, you know, like that transition can be pretty tough. You're coming from Cloud9, which is still a pretty big organization, but you move into Optic and that's just a whole different environment. It's got to be, you know, like the pressure cooker has to be turned up to 10 on that is there any way that you kind of like have navigated dealing with all the hate when you guys aren't doing as well Uh, i mean to be fair i really haven't dealt with like that much hate like i mean lately like i said it's just more people saying that we're washed because we haven't been performing but i mean it's the off season there's no there's been no algs like we're learning a new meta like it's not it's not i just understand like these people don't get the game like they don't understand the game at the level that like we do so they just see the results and like oh like optics wash now like they're not getting first every time or they're not getting top three every time so i mean you just don't i don't really look too much into it but i mean since joining optic like the pressure is there for sure like getting 16th at champs was like it was so disappointing i I can't even explain it like because i i don't want to just like win for like myself or the team like it's like i want to win for optic now like when i was on cloud nine like it didn't like Cloud9 was great, but it wasn't like I wasn't trying to win for Cloud9. You know what I mean? Like with Optic, I feel like they've just done a lot for us and they've been so good to us. Like I want to win for for the brand, for Optic. So getting like a 16th at Champs was just like, yeah, that was really disappointing. That's probably the worst performance or uh, like team performance I've ever had like in a big tournament like that. I've had like some pretty good success, especially in major tournaments. And 16th was by far the worst. So moving into year three of ALGS and, uh, you know, it's going to be a big year for everybody. I think this might be the biggest year we've had so far. A lot of eyes were on it at the end of year two. And so moving into this, everybody has the same goal. They all want to win. They want to be the champion. They want to be hoisting the trophy. But at the end of this year, what is one thing that you want to look back on and be like, I wanted to get better at this thing. And I got better at this thing. Like, is there something that, you know, like a deficiency in your game that you're like, I need to fix after or at least by the end of this entire uh, split? Um, I mean, I think it's just more of like a team thing, just getting better as a team. Like, I would say, like, we're all like so good individually. And I would say that for like a lot of top teams that like it's it's not really about focusing on yourself anymore. It's about just like perfecting the team chemistry and like how you play together especially with this new meta like just playing perfect together i mean like i'm still gonna like practice my aim and stuff like that like being the fragger but i I play a pretty easy character in valk there's not like much to it you just jetpack around and beam people so yeah it's more of like a team thing and just getting the team on the same page and playing together as as one okay kind of i have one my final question is how does it feel having Skittle Cakes running Devo turbocharger and like knowing that you have a MNK turbocharger legend, I think? I mean, the Devo's been the crafter, so we haven't, like, he hasn't had it for a while now, but I remember when I first joined and like having the Devo, the Devo turbo on my team was so, so <laughs> relieving rather than 
hoping that I don't run up against it, especially in the arenas tournament that we played. Actually, no, they banned it. They actually banned it in the arenas tournament that we won. So he was running out with the flat line. Of course, I play against him in a grand finals and he gets to run Devo. I play with him and he has to run a flat line. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to play with whenever he had it in his hands every game when I first joined. All right. Well, Knox, this has been awesome. We appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Uh, this has been really good. Can't wait to see what you do in year three. We're hoping for some success for Octa Gaming uh, moving forward. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining the show. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. Thanks for letting me on. Oh, and also thank you for allowing all the people to know that justice has been served. Justice for Knox. Yeah, justice it has, has been, been served. served. Thank we'll you. We'll let everybody much. know. We'll let we'll we'll tell everyone. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, man. Yep. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our boy Knox. What a legend. That was a great interview. Great interview. Loved it. Loved it. Great time. Uh, okay. We have some news to get to. And then right after the news, we're going to get into the discord questions. Uh, we got a lot of, uh, we, we got a really fun one that I can't wait to talk about here. Uh, we're going to come up with a UFC card with all of the, uh, apex pro scene. But before we do that, we have a, a weird situation going down with team liquid Finn, Let's talk about that one. We saw on Twitter, all of team liquid, including Hotsik, the coach, say that they were restricted for free agents, which means like they are open to being able to be bought out by other teams, um, other organizations, which is crazy because everybody was confused. Like what, like why, why is liquid pulling out whenever they're one of the best teams in the whole entire world, literally. And like one of the best apex teams. So uh, initially a lot of people thought it was because of like money reasons for, uh, the League of Legends team that was pretty expensive, I believe, like a super team. Um, and so they were they were just having to, you know, cut into other games' budgets and stuff. But um, it seemed like they kind of hinted all of the liquid, all of the liquid team kind of uh, commented on a Jake Lucky tweet that was, if you don't know who Jake Lucky is, he's like Keemstar. If you don't know who Keemstar is, it's like just gives information on esports, basically. And it, he had come out and said that EA was giving a kind of like the shaft to some pro teams when it comes to team skins and getting a shared revenue for it. And because of that, I think Liquid was the Liquid management was not uh, was pretty upset about that, and therefore they're wanting to pull out of Apex. And so that's this is all the liquid team members and you know, they all commented on this, like kind of hinting that this was the issue. So it's so tough to see. Um, that squad is insanely talented. I mean, they just won. So they just won the Monday oversight tournament. And so is it's just like it's you, called? you, you, uh, like this team is one of the best in the world and you, you hate to see it. And they were all really, really sad. So I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what ends up happening. Enoch, do you have uh, do you have anything? I do think it's incredibly sad to see, and I believe what I've heard is that EA wasn't like in terms of like the revenue share, they weren't offering like anything. Right. So it's a org having their own IP being used in a video game for the profit of money, and the company is not trying to give you any of the amount i just i i think it's a really poor poor move if that is the case because i i don't think anything's been confirmed 
I haven't seen anything confirmed, but I, I would really hope that that's not the case. And if it is, that's super unfortunate. Uh, and hopefully EA can see with this move by Liquid that this is simply not the direction that they should be going in in regards to working in with team skins because everybody was super excited. It was something that everybody wanted and it would be awful for it to not be as great of a thing as everybody wanted it to be simply because EA didn't want to give up a split of the profits. I hope they either get re-signed ASAP and all of this nonsense gets handled. Hopefully, like ideal world, this is more of a just a statement, like a performative act by Liquid to really just put the pressure on EA. And then hopefully that'll prevent other orgs needing to take such actions and they'll they'll get their act together. Um, and then they'll they'll resign the boys and everything will be going smoothly. Uh, and if it, that's not the case, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before a another tier one organization will pick these guys up because they really are some of just the best in the world, and they they deserve to have a home in esports. I think Evil Geniuses to pick them up. Like that's another T like T one org that like has the capability to be able to do it. So I don't know. We'll see, but. Yeah, that's that's the another drama circle, I guess we that's drama alert number two in this episode, even though we said there was only one. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunate situation there. Um hopefully everything gets worked out. Boys and girls, we're gonna move on into our Discord question. This one comes from Zach Ain't Whack. And he says, If you could make a full pay-per-view boxing or UFC card of Apex streamers slash pros, how would you match things up? Now, he listed like five events, and I don't know if we would be able to fill out a full card of like five events, but we're going to do a main event, a co-main event, and then what do we say? Like one more preliminary. Yeah, like a preliminary, <laughs> like just to just to get you, get the juices flowing a little bit. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. We're going to come up with our Apex streamer slash professional UFC slash boxing card. Here we go. We got to start with the preliminary. What do we do to get the juices flowing? What do we do to get the oh, crowd? Oh, I know. I think I think I have it. I think you have to fight it. Okay, I'm I'm roasting them because they're our friends, but I think you have to get press and naughty, like the battle of the five foot six guys. Like, <laughs> I don't hey, know. Five six is generous. I'm pretty hey, sure it's more on like the five five. It might be low. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think Panders in that too. I, I'm. This is no hate because we no love hate them all. to the short kings is, out hey, there. Short I am a short king myself. It is. I, now, you guys can very much correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that would be a great show. Like, to start it off, it would get the people going, bro. 100%. I think you need to have a matchup where, especially smaller guys, they're going to be they're going to be moving a lot more, right? They're going to be moving around the cage. I don't know if you've ever watched, like, the lightweight UFC fights. Those dudes are just moving the whole time, and it's even if they're not connecting on anything, it's fun to watch. Like you're just watching them run in circles and swing and kick and do all that stuff. Like, yeah, you need that. And I think with Naughty, Naughty said that. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I th I feel like with Naughty too having like the Greek, the heavy Greek background. Imagine like his walk in. Holy shit, that would be crazy. I was thinking like because he he played football in lacrosse. Like he's he's got that fight in him. I don't know about press. I'd have to ask press to be honest, but I just think that would be hilarious on the, like a great preliminary. Oh yeah. No, I would love that as a prelim. I think both of those guys have the ability to get into that headspace of like <laughs> a fighter and like they, they would both like fully commit to just the, 
like locking in and just putting on a show. And so, yeah, I love that. What do we do for the co-main event, boys? I think we know what we want for our main event. I mean, I feel like I feel like we know what we want. But what do we want for the co-main? I mean, let's just tackle the main event if we if we already think we got to know, yeah. and then we can and then we can pick a if there's anybody that we thought should have been in it and that we we disagreed on, then we can set that up for the for the co. Okay, so I was I want to hear your take. You want to hear let's mine? Hear I was I mean I feel like it has to be somebody from G two and somebody from Furia. I feel like it has to be, you know, I It'd be Watson and it's Watson be and Wa- design. Watson and design. I felt like was or chaotic. One of those two. Because like I know Watson had to be the the one from Furia, but I couldn't figure out if I wanted chaotic or or uh, design in the ring. We can't put Jordan in there because one Jordan, from what I've seen, doesn't he's not really as emphatic into the beef. At least I mean Jordan's more well composed man, and that just wouldn't be fair. No. That man, I don't know if you've seen his twi- his Twitter, but that man that man he he, he shredded he the gym. He gems. He gems. So would you guys, I feel, I feel like design would probably get more eyeballs right now. I think that that would get the most, the most, I I do think that Tyler is definitely taller, but I think Watson's probably a little bit more built, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I agree. I think that that's, that's a great pick. Why I I really can't think of any other one. Like there, there's been beefs and stuff like that, but I don't think it's ever gotten as far as like these two guys, like these two guys really don't like each other. This reminds me of like, this was a boxing match, but Connor and Floyd that, that one stands out. Like it really, they really don't like each other. They really don't like each other. All right. So getting into our co main event, I, I think that it could be a phenomenal idea to settle the battle of the IGL. Oh, I knew this was coming. Who is better, sweet or how? Get them in the ring, let them duke it out, and let's find out. I like that. Uh, two, yeah, dude. Two absolute nerds, by the way. Like, yeah, premier yeah, gamers. <laughs> you're like, I mean, sweet, sweet did play baseball in high school. I don't know if Hal has an athletic background. I feel like Hal played soccer. But Hal, I, I believe I've heard, I've never seen him in person. I've heard Hal is tall. So he's got that length on him. And so I think it, it could be a good fight. I really Are we doing think boxing or UFC? Sturdy. I just thought about this. Like that kind of plays into this. Are we UFC or, or are we boxing? Let's just do boxing. Okay. I feel like UFC, there's way more dynamic to it. I think both way. I think like either way it's so entertaining it's gonna either, be a banger yeah, fight yeah either way it's gonna be a banger fight yeah yeah i'm just saying like with the like imagine putting somebody in a head like imagine how putting <laughs> sweet in a headlock like what does that even look like oh i mean the crowd would go nuts bro imagine. i mean we're gonna i i think we're gonna have to find out i think somebody's gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have to get in touch with somebody we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start talking to people and get this uh get this apex streamer fight the screen cap me, dude. We can be the commentators, bro. Yeah, beautiful. Us three, like we're the commentators. <laughs> I also think it'd be funny in the co-main for the IGLs if they had like they instead of boxing themselves, they both got like matched with a boxer. Like both boxers are the same height, same reach, same weight, same age, oh, and you no. tried to see which one could coach them to the win. <laughs> I knew that. They can't do anything unless How or Sweet tells them to do it. And we see which IGL is actually better. Oh my. Right? Dude, that is hilarious. That'd be so I'm so funny. in. 
their calls to their uh their boxer that they would get uh awarded would be so funny because their their IGL styles are so different. Like every <laughs> like Sweet would not stop talking the whole time. He would just nonstop like every micro little thing would be already there and then i don't even want to know what Hal's going to be saying to this guy especially if he gets knocked hollering. off like if he gets <laughs> knocked be hollering out, in that ear dude we got to set that up this has to happen this has to happen i actually actually now that i think about it i don't think whoever sweet was igling would be able to hear him because he talks so like calmly and quiet you know quietly yeah. i think the guy would be like what do you want me to do and it's, he's like saying stuff you can't hear him over the crowd yeah we'd have to we'd have to find a fix for that for sure like put a put a microphone on him yeah yeah okay so well, let's go over the card I feel real good quick. about that let's go over the card real quick it was preliminary it was press versus naughty right just like yep. two two littler guys short kings we'll call it the battle <laughs> of the short kings duking it out running around like banshees be great. Then we got the battle of the IGLs with Hal and Sweet, and maybe they control their own boxer. And then in the main event, we've got the battle of hatred. Uh, what was the place they were contesting before they swapped off? What was thermal? Thermal. The battle of thermal. Thermal and, and, and thunder. Thermal and thunder. Yeah, we have the battle of thermal slash thunder between. Oh, lightning! Lightning! Sorry, right, lightning! Me. Design, and then we have his Watson. That's the card. And I think that sells out. I think we we could. I mean, dude, put a hundred dollars down. People people be paying a hundred dollars to see that. Fight that for sells sure. out. That sells out a hundred percent. If you guys want your questions asked on the show, don't forget to send it on down in our Discord. If you're not in there, what are you doing? Just click the link tree. On. Hop in there. You can ask any question, and it's not a guarantee that we will get to it when you first send it, but. We're always looking. We're always scanning. If it's a slow news week, who knows? We'll have your question on the show. It'll be a good, grand old time. It'll be cool for you to hear your question on the show. We're going to round it out, boys and girls, with the heart to heart. Let's get it. All right, heart to heart time, ladies and gents. Enoch. My week's been good, and I think I'm in, like, a very similar place as to where I was last week, where I'm just, like, I'm getting to work, and it's building season, and I, and I love and I'm excited for it, and uh, it's, things are working out, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm excited to see where I'll be going in the future, but one of the things that I've, I've met, like, I've thought of to put as a goal that I have is that I want to eliminate any amount of self-talk that I've got going on. Cause I, 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 I'm fully aware of like how much it actually like has the power to like impact you. And yet I'll go oh for six on a wingman spray. I'm on, on a wingman off rip and I'll just be like, I'm ass. And it's just like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't be saying that. And so I just, I want to work and I want to, I really want to get to the point where I like completely can eliminate all of those negative thoughts and and just work on developing a more completely positive self-image and, and something that i try to focus on in terms of like goals is i always try to focus on more of like input things than i do output things and something that i would consider input is like oh i want to stream like this many hours a day i want to post this many times and i think output things is like i want to get this many views i want to get this many subs i want to have this many followers and I really try to focus on only having input oriented goals 
just because I know that if I focus on making sure I'm taking care of all the inputs, all of the other stuff will just come as a result of all of the work I'm putting in. Beautiful. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Self-talk. I didn't even realize what you meant when you first said it, but I do that all the time. And I feel like that's something I could cut out as well. That's like a, something I didn't even realize I was doing half the time. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. Finn, your heart to heart. Well, this today, actually, uh, I, I quit my job, not necessarily quit it, but I'm pursuing other things, um, career wise. And so it was a tough thing because I, you know, there there's, I've made some good friends at my work that I, I very much respect and very much have admiration for. And, um, I just know that it wasn't pushing me to where I'm wanting to be. It was, I'm, I learned a lot while I was there and while I was doing it and doing that job. But for me, it is kind of now a new chapter in my life and I'm very thankful for it. Kind of how I started, I mentioned a few weeks back about working out and, and losing weight and stuff like that. And that was a chapter of my life and I'm still doing that, but I'm saying, you know, that chapter's still going, but for me, career now, it is kind of going, um, kind of starting its its own chapter. And so I'm really excited to buckle down and seriously work my tail off to get to where I know where I've been and where I know I can be, um, just by hard work and, and, um, working as hard as the guy next to you, except working It's builder season. That's right. It is building season, dude. Call me freaking Bob the builder. If you remember that show, that show was goaded when I was like four years old. Um, but yeah, that's my heart to heart this week is just, it is building season. Um, that is what's going on in my personal life, and I'm I'm okay with sharing that with with the the listeners because I I appreciate all the support that they've been given. So yeah, that's where I'm at in life, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to kind of start it. So where are you going to be directing your focus and attention now that you're no longer going to be working? So there at your are job? a few different options, but for the current moment, <clears throat> excuse me, I am. Starting next Tuesday, going to be going back to full-time streaming and full-time content creation. No competitive for me, but you will be seeing me in Stormpoint and playing ranked and sweating it out. And uh, yeah, I I plan on being, let's just say I plan on ending next season's split in Pred. Let's just say that for sure. We're talking Pred or we're talking double digits? We're talking double digits, baby. And and where where if our viewers wanted to find your Twitch, where would that be? Be twitch.tv slash finicky. F-I-N-I-C-K-I. You heard that'll it here be first, Tuesday. That'll first, be, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And and I will be playing with the one, the only Enoch, I believe, as long as he finishes his solo to masters. I don't really know. No, that's awesome. That's uh it's a big step. It's a big <laughs> step. And uh I can't wait to see you two playing together. That's gonna be cool. That's going to be cool because for the vast majority of the start of the show, it's always been like, all right, tune into the other pod or tune into Enoch stream. Now we can say tune into Finn stream, tune into Enoch stream, listen to the other pod. So now we all have something that everybody, if they really like us, can tune in. You could, you could go the entire week never missing any content from Enoch, Finn, or YB. You, you could go the whole week. The whole week you have something else until the new the apex the podcast comes out and that's so cool i love that okay uh but that's really exciting man it's gonna be uh 
I can't wait to see it. I used to tune into your stream all the time. I'd be at work watching you and uh, saying what's up, chilling. All right, my heart to heart this week, it's all about the little things. Nothing too deep this time. Talked a lot. I, I've had a lot of deep, deep heart to hearts, and I love that. But this one, not really a deep one. I'm just doing one minor thing. I'm switching it up. I'm going to stop being on my phone as much. I'm going to delete the TikTok, TikTok app. I'm going to have one of my other friends who already has the app post my videos for me. And I'm just going to read a lot more. I used to read a lot and I used to write a lot. And I, I, I believe I'm actually better than write, at writing than I am speaking. Um, writing was always something I was the best at. And I feel like it kind of contributed into like my speaking and stuff like that. But reading and writing has always been something that I've enjoyed a lot. And I stopped doing it and I felt my creativity dry up. And literally in one day uh, of just reading last night instead of you know going on TikTok till I fall asleep, I woke up this morning with like two or three more segment ideas for both shows and just like I could feel the well start to open up. I saw this video on TikTok, funny that I'm bringing it up, talking about how I don't want to be on it anymore. But there was a there was a crane moving like a beaver dam that had blocked a bunch of water. And I felt like my, my brain was the water that started flowing after the crane moved it. So uh, I'm going to start reading again. I have a series that I really love that I didn't get to finish, but I got oh so close to before I, you know, Twilight. fell off. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to start reading again, get the juices flowing. I, I think when you watch TikTok a lot too, you start seeing all these talented people. You're like, shit, man. I am not that talented. And then it starts to like kind of drain on you a little bit, even though you are talented, you just may not be talented in the ways they are. So I'm trying to not like look at that as much because I used to have the app, but I would never watch it. I would just post my videos and go on with my day. Um, and now it's like sucked me in and uh, I need to get out of that bad. So um, reading time, writing time, uh, I'm going to be doing some blogs and stuff just to Get it back going. I want that creativity back. So that's my heart to heart this week. I'm going to be reading. I love that. I no, love that's it, awesome, bro. man. I appreciate you sharing. I love that. That's sick. Yeah. That's crazy. Sweet. I, I mean, I'm not much of a reader either, so maybe that'll motivate me as well. So, Oh, dude. I appreciate that. I'm one of those kids. When I was younger, dude, I could just go under my bed with the flashlight and just read forever. I know other people who like my fiance, she falls asleep every time she tries to read. And it's so funny. She'll be like, let's read together. And then I'll look over and she's passed out with the book still open in her hand. I once I start get like getting into a story, I just get full, I get deep into it. Um, but uh, I can't wait to get back into it. And uh, if anybody's got book recommendations, let me know. Um, send them over to YB. I don't care what type it is. I don't have a style. I don't have a type. I just like seeing a good author put down a good ass story. That's all I need. So. Uh, all right, boys, that should just about do it for the Apex episode seven, eight. seven eight. 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 It is it eight. eight. Not he was seven. Eight. There we go. Guys, we're just two away from hitting, the, from hitting double digits. Double digits. There we go. Thank you, dude. Thank you to everybody that has like commented or le like le left a review and just said some su such nice things, mm -hmm. man. Like we, we can't thank you guys enough, so just keep doing that. Keep supporting us. Keep sharing it with your friends, your family, your Apex squad. Squad. Um, and um, make sure you follow us on socials. Should be, I. it should now, I'm fixing to edit them, but it should be in our bios of our podcast. Um, if you are on a podcast app, we should have a link to our link tree. And so you'll be able to click that and go follow us on our socials as well as, you know, our Discord and YouTube or whatever it is. Um, 
for all the people that are asking, because I get this question every single week, we do plan on eventually having full length videos going up on YouTube. So that's just to clear the air if you have that question. Yeah, but we do plan on doing that moving forward. There's just a lot of editing involved. And when we start getting some more time freed up, we'll be able to start putting that out. It's just a it's a long process. Even just getting the audio out can take a while, too. So um, just be a little bit patient with us. We'll get that out ASAP. Once again, like Finn said, click on that link tree. Thank you guys for leaving the reviews. If you haven't left one yet, please consider it. Uh, it would be really helpful to all of us here. Uh, we are going to see you guys next week for episode nine. Nine. Yes. Love y'all. Uh, we'll see. We'll catch you guys next week for episode nine. See you.